The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, 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 what is up? It's your boy Sterls for the girls. And welcome to another episode of Intentional Grounding right here on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast feed. Man, I'm happy to be back for another week. We got a lot to talk about. The Buffalo Bills opened their preseason schedule with the Indianapolis Colts. And then we got some uh, some other topics that we're going to we're going to get into but first before we do that i want to make sure that you guys know about the sponsor of the show and that is slider shelf where they help you reach what matters bill sands if you have a home improvement project that you are doing that involves shelving yes i said shelving these these shelves slide in and out they make things just a whole lot simpler a whole lot easier uh all the only thing you have to do is just give them a measurement one measurement they'll take care of the rest these are custom made shelves you can find their their products in home depot and lowe's but if you use the promo code intentional grounding at www.slidershelf.com you will get 20 percent off your project your order all right folks it's it's great to be here i'm excited to be here man it's like the season is uh is Dude, it's it's here. It's like it's down the street. All right, it's it's here, and uh, you're gonna be locked and loaded with me all season long. Sometimes I might have a guest on. Sometimes it's just gonna be me going solo, and uh, that's okay because I like that too. But uh, let's get up in these comments. Those of you who are watching the show online, if you're listening to the show via podcast, uh, welcome. So the Buffalo Bills, let's let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into this thing. So the Buffalo Bills on Saturday afternoon played the Indianapolis Colts. 
and it was 23-19. And uh, first of all, it was just good to see see the boys back on the field, man. It was just good. It was just real good. Uh, you know, Vaughn didn't dress, but it was good to see him on the sideline, man. Like, I'm ready for Vaughn to be back. Now, he's not practicing yet. Uh, he hasn't been cleared. We'll see when that happens. But Vaughn's back. And let's 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 throw some uh, shout out to Demar Hamlin, who, I mean, we all know the story there, but he's back on the field, making plays. It's good to see. It's good to see Demar Hamlin back. Um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, any progress, you know, that comes that man's way, you know, we're I'm excited for. It. I know you guys are excited for it. So it's good to see three back on the field. But as we as we move all that stuff aside. As we get all that stuff out the way, um, let, let's let's chat about Anthony Richardson real quick. Now, I know there was a lot of, I don't know if you want to call it buzz, but fans were talking about Anthony Richardson's performance as they do every quarter first round quarterback uh, that's drafted this past year. That you you're gonna your first start, you're gonna get talked about, and I've I've saw, you know. Anywhere from, man, this guy's going to be amazing to this guy's going to be a bust. Uh, all in one half of football. Like, that's to me, that's wild. Like, the dude just played for the NFL, played in the NFL for the first time in his, in his career. And uh, so there's some good and there's some bad in there, right? So let's, let's talk about the good. Uh, you could tell that this guy, we, we knew he was an elite athlete coming in coming out of florida we we saw the the speed right like we saw the the strong arm that's there um you know he 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 even made uh, a few a couple touch passes that i was really impressed with one over to the tight end over the middle and then he, he made he uh anthony pierce um got him over on a, a deep post and uh unfortunately he dropped the ball towards the end zone Right. So those were, I would say, um, some some bright spots. I felt like he showed good command of the offense uh, from what he was given. Um, I felt like they did a good job of trying to scheme guys open. I, Isaiah McKenzie got his first catch. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Right. But what I didn't like about Anthony Richardson's performance was, I mean, when he saw pressure, he starts throwing off his back foot. And that's something, you know, you can't you can't do that. You can't you I mean, there are certain quarterbacks in the league that can do that, but it's still, even then, it's not advised. Like you you gotta rely and trust your mechanics in those situations. And I felt like the moment he, he just kind of reverted back into some some bad things mechanically and it led to a, a interception. He uh I think that was on a third down. I think it was on the third down. He 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 kind of uh, shifted to his right. I mean, when he throws the ball, it's pretty. I mean, he's got a freaking cannon whip for an arm, but he threw that thing right to Dane Jackson, right to him, and uh, that that right there. He had another he had another throw where he he tried to throw off his back foot again, and it was inaccurate. So you know, for all the you know, you're gonna see with some of these rookie quarterbacks, you're gonna see you know, some very high moments, you're going to see some low moments. We saw that with Josh Allen, right? So if if we were going off of Josh's 
first preseason game, you know, we'd be kind of there are some good and there's some like, yo, you you got some work to do. And I felt that was the case with Anthony Richardson. But is he a bust? No. God no. I feel like the kid has a lot of potential. Um, pre-draft wise, I mean, I wasn't I wouldn't have drafted him uh if I had a pick that high. Just because, I mean, even though he has a lot of the physical traits, for me, I I, I wouldn't have picked Josh Allen at the time, um, based off of what I saw. Um, I, I kind of want to see a little bit more production. I want to see, you know, I, I want a more polished player. Um, and and if you have time to to groom a guy like that, then so be it. By all means, go for it. And and you know, kudos to the Colts for taking a high uh, risk on a high variance player, right? They're taking a chance, and hopefully, you know, I think, I don't know if NFL teams feel like this, but we've heard it. We've heard it where, you know, everybody wants the next Josh Allen. And I remember being on the other side of the things where we wanted, you know, the next thing, right, and hoping that our guy was that next thing. And you just it's, – it's nice being over here now, knowing that we have Josh – and he he's a top two, top three quarterback in the league. I don't know however you want to put it. For some, he's top quarterback in the league. But um, so I, I I really I'm really interested to seeing Anthony Richardson's progression as the season goes on. And and it's cool the fact that he's gonna start. Anthony Richardson's gonna start the season as QB one in Indy. Hopefully, um, the reports came out today that uh, Jonathan Taylor will be going to camp at some point. Um, they just don't know when, I don't know what, uh, they need to work out on his side of the, of the coin, but Anthony, I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor plans on being to training camp, whatever is left of it. No, there, there's a couple weeks left in there. So, um, he needs him. You could tell, I mean, look, the offensive line, I think it's good, right? They got Quentin Nelson. They got a couple pieces, but you know, they, they, they're, they're definitely not a complete offensive line. He's going to need all the help he can get. Now, I don't know if a little dirty, I don't know how much he's going to help. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
but he is a veteran presence that they currently do not have on that offense. So that's all I got to say about Anthony Richardson wrapping that up. Um, but back to the game. So my expectations for this preseason game, I try to go into these games, the preseason, not having high expectations at all. Like I, I kind of just, I wanted to see, I wanted to see what James Cook looked like. I wanted to see how much run Osiris Torrance would get. And I wanted to see what the Bills had at middle linebacker. And uh, woof, the Bills are in trouble at middle linebacker. We're going to talk about that later in the show. But the Bills, I feel like they're in trouble. They are in trouble at middle linebacker. And, and that was without Terrell Bernard. I felt like if he was there, I don't know if we would have seen that much of a difference. But the Bills are in trouble at linebacker. Um, we'll get into that. Um, and then, you know, you want to see – I wanted to see, like, the flow of the offense, right, Ken Dorsey. I just wanted to see, like, how much, if or if any, 12 personnel was going to get called. And we saw some some of that in, in, the, in the two drives, right? We saw some 12 in there with Kincaid and Knox, which I was excited about. I even tweeted about it, like, just seeing that. That was that was pretty cool, That the fact that they went out there and they showed it was, like, to me, was really cool to see them do that. Um, Robbie at 716 Sports, what's up, my guy? He says, what are your thoughts on RB1 and RB2? And also, uh, wide receiver 2, wide receiver 3. So, um, yeah, let's let's segue into that. So, James Cook. You know, I've been pounding the table for James Cook. I'm a running back guy. Like, I I love watching tape of running backs. And uh, I always felt like, given the opportunity, I felt like James Cook could succeed in this offense. And we got a glimpse of that. I think he had four carries for 23 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Four, four carries, 20 yards. So that's five yards per carry. He looked good. I felt like, you know, the fact that they were, you know, again, the game plan is going to be vanilla. But he was running between the tackles. You know, he looked explosive. Um, you know, he he's one of those guys that when he runs, he, it just looks casual. Like he's just chilling. And it, it doesn't he, he's not it doesn't look like he's an urgent runner, but he's super fast. And I thought that was pretty cool. And, and, and you know, we saw him bounce that run out on the outside for that touchdown after that interception. Um, I really like what I saw from from James Cook. And I hope that's um I hope if that's any indication how he plays this season, he's a thousand yard running back. Let that sink in for a minute. That's call it a hot take if you will. But I believe James Cook has a thousand yard running back ability. Like, you know, for him last season, I mean he led the league in an explosive run rate, okay? That's a big deal. Now, the reason why we don't talk about it that much is because he didn't have enough carries. He had 89 carries. He, he didn't hit the, 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 the 100 threshold to be counted among the, the leaders. Um, yards per carry, high, right? And he saw a lot of light boxes. And look, you, you're going to have to pick your poison when it comes to the to this Buffalo Bills offense. Like, you got guys that Josh Allen's an elite passer, and he's got weapons, right? So you can't sit there and put seven, eight in the box and, and try to, you know, stop the run 
or you're going to be you're going to leave Diggs one on one or, you know, you're going to get Gabe Davis free. And now you got Dalton Kincaid who can who can work the scene, work the middle of the field. Right. And not to mention, you know, reports say by Sal Capaccio saying that um, Dawson Knox is having his best uh, best camp in his in his career. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a really big deal. So you you take a a guy like James Cook who albeit he he needs to improve in, in pass protection. Doesn't mean he can't do it. He just needs to improve. He didn't have much uh they didn't put much on him in terms of pass pro uh last season. You know, he only had what 10 15 snaps at, at uh in pass protection. So it doesn't mean he can't do it, but does he need to improve absolutely? I mean, this guy is not He's not that big of a running back. I mean, he's what five ten, five eleven, right? So you know, and he, he he's kind of a has a wiry type of frame where his his lower body is not thick. So he he definitely needs to improve in the in the pass pro game. But I think he can. I think that's something that he can definitely do. But back to him being a thousand yard rusher. So when you when you look at a guy like that. One of the things that's underrated that I love about James Cook is that he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his on his tires. This is a kid who he 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 was in a crowded backfield at the University of Georgia. I think that's phenomenal. So you get a guy second round, right? You don't he doesn't have all this wear and tear, you know, so we can give him a a contract, you know, the the 4 years, right? Cuz he's second round pick and kind of see what happens after that, you know. And and he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna have the volume to where he's gonna be fourteen hundred yards, fifteen hundred yards, sixteen hundred yards as some of these other running backs. But I think he's gonna be right in that sweet spot to where, you know, if a contract extension comes along, you know, in a couple of years, the Bills might be able to pay for him, right? If he doesn't, you know, where it's not too much money, like you, you get into trouble when you pay for running backs. But I like. I think he has he's the perfect fit for this type of offense. But, you know, this is a guy that, you know, he's he's smooth and he he's quick. Got he has long speed as well. Um I think he has really good vision. Uh contact balance I think is good. I don't think it's great. I think it's I think it's good. It's good enough. And uh you know, that's just him running the ball. You know, we haven't even talked about him in the past game in terms of a receiving option. So I think this is a guy that we saw at Georgia. Uh, he can do those wheel routes. He could do those those Texas routes. Uh, even he can do some choice routes. We saw him do that at Georgia. Um, and you can get him going down the seam. Uh, I think he has reliable hands. We heard we saw the play against uh, Micah Hyde during training camp where he he burned him and, and caught a touchdown pass. So I think when you look at those things. Man, you go, okay, so he he had limited production last year. He had limited production, and he had 500 yards. So I think, you know, if you look at his carry total, and you double that, right? So let's just say he has 170. I think he's around 1,000 yards. Just like, you know, let's talk about, you know, Devin Singletary was, he was right around 1,000 yards, 900 yards here and there, you know, so he was flirting with it. But I think you're going to get more explosion from a James Cook than you get from a Devin Singletary who's who's now in Houston. So yeah, you say Sterles, that's only you know a couple quarters of, of football. Yeah, I know, but you know, and so part of it, yeah, it's a hunch. It's it's definitely a hunch because we don't know, we don't know how much the Bills are going to use James Cook. 
But I think it's one of those things to where he could be a superstar. What if? Let's live in a world where James Cook is a superstar. That's big time. Think about that. I know we don't want to think of And it's like, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I know I'm like this, where I really try to temper my expectations or temper my excitement, you know? And so even though I might not come on here and say it all the time, but I'm thinking it. I'm a fan too. Just because I, I, I love the game, watch film, and do all the stuff doesn't mean that I'm not a fan too. And I'm definitely a fan. I'm a fan of James Cook. I think he's going to have 1,000 yards uh, rushing, okay? So I think he could have, a, a you know, a couple, two, three, 300 yards receiving, maybe more. But uh, 1,400 yards of production will be fantastic for my RB1 in this offense. So I really liked what I saw from James Cook um, yesterday. Ben says, was week one just debuting all the trade bait players to try to get in something for them versus cutting them at the end of the preseason? Um, You know, I think, you know, I don't know. I would say week one is um, of the preseason. You want to see what guys can do, right? You, you want to see, so a, a guy that, you know, that comes to mind is a, a player like Boogie Basham, right? Where if he looks good, right? then you, you, you're you just going to keep him because, you know, the Bills believe in deep defensive line rotations. But, you know, if he's if he plays as out of his mind. OK, then you can you can get a third round pick for him, a fourth round pick for him. I'd be OK trading him if I can get a third round pick. But if, if it's a fourth round pick, I, I, I'd rather just keep him for the next two years. You know, I feel like he even though he was a second round pick. I feel like, you know, let's keep developing them and see what we got because, you know, the Bills definitely need to hit on some of these picks that that uh, these day two picks. The Bills got to hit on some of these guys and it looks like James Cook might be one of them. Right. So hopefully Boogie Basham can be that guy. We'll talk about Boogie a little little later in the show. Um, so. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley bald. My boy. Hey. Matt Barkley was was balling. I love to see Matt Barkley out there playing like that. Now, I don't want to see him because Josh Allen is hurt, but I do think we need to have a conversation about Matt Barkley being quarterback too. Uh, he looks very comfortable in this offense, in this Ken Dorsey-led offense. He looks very comfortable. Um, even though what makes it beautiful to me is that Matt Barkley is a limited athlete, limited arm strength. But the way he runs his offense, it's always on time. He gets the ball out. He 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 gets it to the right places. He can make checks at the line of scrimmage, which I appreciate. He's a 10-year veteran. Okay, his stat line yesterday was 14 of 15, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. That's great. I think that's great production for your hopefully your quarterback too. That's what I want to see. Now, Kyle Allen, on the other hand, <laughs> should we have a conversation about Kyle Allen real quick? A mixed bag. Mixed bag from Kyle Allen yesterday. Uh, you know, I'm going to give him a pass. <laughs> I love this guy. This is one of my favorite people, Bruce Nolan. 
And he says, uh, Bitcoin Matt is is on his way back, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, Matt Barkley was great. But it was more about, I think it's more about Kyle Allen. That's what I wanted to see. You know, I'll give him a pass. This is his first season, uh, first few months, really, in this in this offense. And like he he made some he made some good throws at times, but boy, did he make some questionable decisions. Um, I, it, Kyle Allen's a quarterback that I never want to see scramble. Like I, I never want to see him off script. <laughs> when Kyle Allen is playing off script, that scares me because it's like you're. It's like it's uh, it's not Josh Allen. It's not Patrick Mahomes or or Herbert or you know, some of the top guys, when he is playing off script, I'm like, nope, just throw it away, man. If you evade the sack, throw it away. Cause I'm not really trying to see you out here, you know, causing us heartache. Cause you're going to make a turnover and, um, that, that screen pass. Okay. First of all, we're not going to put that on the young rookie wide receiver. Okay. We're going to put that one on Kyle Allen. He, he threw a ball. Um, first of all on the screen like that ball should never be high like it, it should not be high like that um you know it wasn't even it, it wasn't even like he was being pressured or, or you know with people in his face like buddy you have to throw that ball better and and Tyro Shavers you know he he's doing the best he can but you know and you saw him after the play he's like looking down and says like buddy that's not your fault that's your quarterback's fault and you know, he he had a really good throw to Mar, Mar, Marcel Aitman on the sideline, which was nice. He had two two throws on third down. I was like, okay, that's that's good. That's nice there. That's what I want to see. Um, but he did not look comfortable in the offense and, and it was he was off rhythm. So everything that you, you know, liked about Matt Barkley, right? Timing, rhythm, get the ball out. No you know, looking at what the defense is giving you pre-snap. And come come to mention that we're not even talking about like a defensive install in terms of like regular season. So if Josh Allen gets hurt, you put Kyle Allen in there, man. You you it, listen. If if Josh Allen was out and Kyle Allen's quarterback too, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Now the roster, our we know the depth of our roster is really good, but there's two spots on this team where. Middle linebacker and quarterback two, if it's Kyle Allen, because that's what they brought him in here to be. Now we don't know. I don't. What I don't know is how how the politics play out in this. Right? Will they say, you know what, Matt Barkley's the better quarterback right now, so we're going to play him at quarterback two. Kyle, we're going to use you as quarterback three scout team and kind of, um, you know, use this year maybe like a retro. Even though you can you can dress three quarterbacks on uh, game day now but just kind of the idea that he he needs to develop and we saw the bills develop quarterbacks here so that's not a uh like a, a crazy idea but i feel much better with matt barkley as quarterback two than i do kyle allen so there's that but before we continue I want to make sure that uh, you guys hear about this right here. Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. 
I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they, they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. So I don't know if you guys have ever been to uh the beer release but it's fun like it, it's one of those events where you could bring the whole family come hang out meet some of your favorite podcasters on the network here um i'll be in attendance to that jay spence does a does a great job of hosting the event um you know it's just one of those things where and you know it's not just buffalo rumblings like we have you know different content creators uh in the in the buffalo bills sphere of of podcasters um that they they even show up to support or you know we last year we had guys on there from different networks and it's just a really good time you know um on a saturday night what else do you got to do you ain't got nothing else to do just come hang out man it's it's just it's a lot of fun it's a lot a lot of fun so i challenge you bring your family bring your friends tell somebody about it uh the buffalo rumblings beer release oh and there's beer the beer is really good too okay um but let's get back to the show so we talked about uh, we talked about quarterback two. Let's let's talk about um, cyborg Osiris Torrance. Now we know the story coming into this. We saw the depth chart where Ryan Bates was listed above Osiris Torrance, but we also heard about training camp where we saw Osiris Torrance get more run with the first team offense. And this is something that I did not expect. I did not see Sean McDermott playing Osiris Torrance. Okay. And in, in his very first NFL action, he is starting at right guard. Does it mean he's going to be the starter for the season? No, not necessarily. But if I'm a betting man, I would say that he's a 75% chance to be starting right guard after his performance in Saturday's game. Let me tell you why. Now, I haven't watched the All-22 yet, but once I see that, it's only going to confirm because my eyes were locked in on him. And you saw, you know, his movement uh, in the run game where he's moving guys out of the way. Um, I felt like he 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 didn't announce his presence with authority, but he he was he was like a guy that like, okay, like, you're not worried about him. Like it with off offensive line play. It's like, if I don't hear about you, if I don't see you, I'm okay with you in a sense. Like if your guy's not, you're not getting beat. You're not getting knocked on your tail. Like I'm good with you. And I saw, and for a rookie, right. Osiris, man, he, he came in and, and the calling card with him, what that we knew that he could do well was his run blocking and his strength. Okay. At the point of attack, the guy's strong. He can move people out of the way. That's something that, that we don't, we didn't have. Now we do. We have a guy in the run game that, that can move people out of the way. And I felt like the, the run game was overall was very solid. And I think Osiris Torrance was, was a big part of that. That's great. So that, so we talked about earlier in the show where we saw, you know, James Cook might be a, a hit in the second round. Well, I think Osiris Torrance, I think, you know, 
Maybe I'm being a little too optimistic, but I think Cyborg is going to be a really solid right guard, and we need that. We need that. So, again, I have to – I, I want to see um, – there's some things in uh, when I watch the film that I want to see, but from what I saw, just what – like when I saw him in the game, I really did try to pay attention to him. I thought he looked good. And so it's okay to be excited about Osiris Torrance. Am I calling him a Hall of Famer? No. Am I calling him a Pro Bowler? Absolutely not. But what I am saying is that can he be a baseline NFL starting right guard to where we don't have a revolving door at right guard every single year? Absolutely. I think he can be that for us. And if that's what he is, fantastic. I thought that's that's fantastic. Give me that all day long. Um, I think I want to see um Spencer Brown a little bit. I mean, I didn't, you know, I can't I can't put a stamp on his on his performance just yet because I haven't seen enough because I was again I was watching Osiris Torrance. Um but Cyborg did he was phenomenal. He I th- I thought he was great for for being a rookie on the offensive line. I feel like offensive line is one of the hardest positions to transition from from college to pros, right? And uh you see other teams like, you know, you see the Chiefs and they they get, you know, their guy from University of Tennessee, right? And I'm like, dang, like, why can't we do that? Well, we drafted a guy in the second round, and I think he's going to be good, folks. I think Osiris Torrance could be good. Again, that's only this is only one game. I get it. And I, I want to see more. And the Bills travel to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they have a really good defense line. And so I think he's going to get some I, – I look, I think he's going to be the guy starting at right guard. So – Get excited about that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But the the offensive line play in general, I felt like they did a really good job. Um, you know, they were opening holes. Uh, the first team guys, you know, they were opening holes for James Cook. And uh, I think that was solid. I, I liked what I saw from Latavius Murray as well. Um, Latavius Murray is a guy, man, he, he's just one of those dudes that he's just going to get it done. Like, there's nothing – splashy about his game i mean he is a 230 pound running back with speed but you saw him catch passes you know a couple passes out of the backfield and 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 then you know i I feel like he's a guy or and i think over i think if i had to choose between him and damian harris i damian I, i would take damian harris because he's a younger player but when you look at the sample size of what Latavius Murray has done for his career. Uh, you, you, I mean, it's verified. It's verified. Like to do, he could play. So you got three solid running backs. So we can, we know that that's true, right? We can rest our head assured that the Bills have three solid running backs in the backfield. Um, this may be a, a two man show, you know, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe all three guys contribute uh, throughout the season. But James Cook again. Thousand yard rusher. We're gonna see what Latavius Murray can do. I think he's. I think he could be a guy on the uh, the short yardage guy, the goal line guy, the red zone guy, and you know, close to the five and in. I think he's your guy there. Damian Harris can do that as well. Um, so Jordan Mims, uh, you know, undrafted rookie. I, I felt like he he played he played well. I think he played well. I don't think he's gonna make the roster, but uh. I think he, he for for what they asked him to do. I think he he did well. Um, some other notes. So uh, Dalton Kincaid. Now we didn't he didn't catch a pass. There wasn't a pass thrown to him. I liked that he was out there in twelve. That that was exciting to me. 
Um, Dawson Knox, the same thing. Uh, we didn't see him catch a pass. There wasn't a pass thrown to him. I'm cool with that. Uh, maybe we'll see some of that. You know, maybe in this this next this upcoming week, we'll see uh, some of the tight ends get involved. But um, let's talk about cornerback two. Now, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but uh, I think Dane Jackson might be cornerback two opposite Trey White, folks. <sighs> and I gotta, I gotta take a deep breath here because. Everything in me wants Kyrie Elam to be that guy, but I understand that, you know, the coaches don't care if you were drafted in the first round. And if you're getting beat out by a, a, a seventh round, you know, veteran, right? Dane Jackson's a veteran now. Listen, man, it's uh it's it's bittersweet because I'm happy for Dane Jackson. University of Pittsburgh, like He's a guy. He he's the epitome of grind, hustle. I'm gonna take every. He's he's your Levi Wallace, but with better athleticism, slightly better, not much. He's that's that's him, right to a T. So you, I root for guys like that. You you want to see guys like that succeed. But on the other on the other hand, you got Kyrie Elam who was drafted in the first round, and we saw you know the the you know the video clip where he's talking about all the notes that he took and all this stuff, you know, uh, when the pre-draft, right. And the bills draft him, he's excited and he's got NFL pedigree and, you know, and you just want him to be the starting cornerback opposite Trey white. He has the most athletic upside. Hell, he might even be a better athlete than Trey white. Okay. Um, you want to see him win the job, but folks, when he was out there, I mean, the, the P.I. Now, we've heard rumblings about him in training camp being a little handsy. And we saw that as evident in in yesterday's game. He's handsy, right? We know we know he could play man coverage. But, man, this defense is a, a primarily a zone-style defense, right? And they're, they're going to match up on cornerbacks man-to-man, you know, sometimes, right, when need be. But primarily, you're in a zone, and there's so many things that that he has to be responsible for, and he's just not there yet. So it's one of those things where you have a championship-caliber roster, right? You, you see all the goals for this team. You know teams are going to try to throw the ball on him. You, you need a guy in there that's going to be where they're supposed to be. And, and, and look, Dane Jackson's where he's supposed to be. And he has ball skills. I think Dane Jackson had three interceptions last year, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not the sexy pick, right? It's not sexy. I I don't think many people are going out and buying Dane Jackson jerseys, right? But right now, he's cornerback two, and I think we can put it to bed. Unless Kyer Elam, for the rest of camp and and the rest of preseason, just balls out, I think it's fair to say, that Dane Jackson is cornerback number two. Now, back to Dane Jackson. So the interception that he got on Anthony Richardson, like, I feel like if if Christian Benford was in the game, I feel like if Kyrie Elam was in the game, they make that play, right? It wasn't, this isn't one of those things where, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, just put praise on Dane Jackson because he, he caught an errant throw from a rookie 
an overthrow and here we got here we are right like so don't think of it like that but I th- I still think it's a close competition but if the season started today Dane Jackson's starting cornerback too and and, and again if if Benford or, or Elam play extremely well they're gonna have to do a hell of a lot to pre- impress these coaches we're looking at Dane Jackson so um, I think that's one that we can p- kind of put the rest however folks people homies, friends, enemies. The Bills are in trouble at corner uh, at middle linebacker. The Bills are in trouble. Look, we talked about this all offseason. You know, you 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 didn't bring back Tremaine Edmonds. Now Notice I drink my wine for this part of the conversation cuz it's tough. So, you know, you look at, not to bring up old wounds, but you wonder if the whole Tremaine, the Tremaine thing was, did they mismanage it? Was it, they felt like, did they feel like they just didn't need Tremaine anymore? Or did he just play too well this past season and he played himself out of Buffalo? They just felt like they couldn't afford him. And maybe maybe all of them are right to an extent, right? And it's okay. But we went into this offseason with, with names like Jack Campbell and, you know, we, we at nauseum, myself, Bruce, you know, other guys on the network who, who really enjoy the NFL draft. We talked about the middle linebacker uh, position um, in the draft was there's not – there wasn't many guys, right? And we wanted Jack Campbell. We could have taken him in the first round. We saw him, uh, you know, we we saw mock drafts for him. He was going in the second round. And so, you know, hey, guess what? Detroit took him in the first round. So he's off the board, right? Drew Sanders, okay, the Broncos took him, like, fourth round, I believe, third or fourth round. So they didn't get him. So, okay. And then, you know, we saw the Bills kind of flirt with some free agent middle linebackers. or. We don't know if it's confirmed, but, you know, I would assume from what I know of Brandon Bean, these guys are very thorough. Like they're 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 looking, you know, to and fro, turning over every stone. So you got to say, like, okay, did they really try to go get Levante David or, you know, I'm sure they were in talks with some some other linebacker. Right. But we 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 draft Dorian Williams in the third round. Okay, we draft Dorian Williams in the third round, and they're like, he's going to start off at outside linebacker. Then they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to play a little bit of middle linebacker. And then, you know, you hear them talk about, well, uh, he's kind of, you know, he has the physical tools that we like. He might be drinking water out of fire hydrant right now. He, they they want to see him do it the way they they teach it, which is totally fine. Right. But you drafted Terrell Bernard this past season uh, in the third round. So you got two third round linebackers. So you mean to tell me that your goal was to draft two outside linebackers with day two picks? That To me, that's terrible. Like you can do so much more with that. And it's OK to love Brandon Bean. 
it's okay to love Brandon Bean, but you got to look, we got to call it what it is, bro. You did all that. Then you, you're going into the, you, you're in preseason and you're starting Tyrell Dotson. We know what Tyrell Dotson is. Tyrell Dotson is, is he, look, if this was a 3 4 defense 15 years ago, great. Tyrell Dotson, he'd be a good middle linebacker. But it's 2023. And you got to be a matchup linebacker. You, 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 look. You need a guy that for for the Bills to play so much nickel, base nickel for that defense. Those two linebackers have to be able to do everything. They got to cover tight ends, running backs, receivers, some slot guys. You got to fill the fill the run. You know, you you have to. I feel like uh, Tyrell Dotson was hitting the wrong gaps. He was out of place. And Lord, no, and let's not talk about what he was in pass covers. I mean, he's he's not good. So, you know, when we face teams with with dual threat running backs, when we face teams with with tight ends that can cause issues. I think that limits. I think that limits us. And not to mention, like, I felt like Dorian Williams was better at fitting the run yesterday than Tyrell Dotson was. Now we can say what you want about Dorian. Now. But I felt like he was better. And I know middle linebacker in this scheme and outside linebacker are different. But you mean to tell me that can, can we at least see Dorian play some middle linebacker? Can, can he at least get a shot? I mean, you, you, you I'm, I'm talking to you, Sean McDermott. Did, did you see Tyrell Dotson out there? Uh, look, all I'm saying, give the dude a chance. That's all I'm saying. Balen Specter, okay, he's relegated to special teams, and he's he's like, you know, third on the depth chart. Cool, fine, whatever. Even he has more athleticism than Tyrell Dotson. I'm not saying athleticism wins the day. There are, there are uh, linebackers who are not extremely athletic, but they what they make up for is their instincts. They are they are where they're supposed to be all the time. A guy like London Fletcher, old Buffalo Bill. Angelo Crowell was another guy. These guys are not extremely great athletes. But what they are is they, when it comes to film, they're killing the film. So they know schematically where they're supposed to be. They understand their limitations as a player, and they can go make plays. But that's not Tyrell Dawson. He's more of a C-ball, get-ball. I never really understood, um, like, Tyrell Dotson in terms of like X's and O's and like, you know, like I'm not expecting him to be Luke Keekley, but in a preseason game, I, I expected to see a little more. And and if, if this is any indication, you heard it here first. Let one of these teams start spreading the bills out. They're in trouble. They're in trouble when you, you get a flex tight end and, and Tyrell Dotson has to cover him. You, you're going to see we're going to get eaten up. So. In those packages, are you gonna put Taylor Rapp in there? I mean, because you use a dime and three safeties, right? Like, I'm no defensive coordinator, but uh, from what I saw on my couch yesterday, I'm telling you the Bills are in trouble at middle linebacker. I don't know if they can go get. I mean, there's not a name out there for me like that I'm excited about. So 
if it's if it's if we're at a place where it's let's go get a free agent who now that the clock is ticking you need somebody you needed somebody in here you know a month ago right or letting dorian williams just figure it out i say give it to dorian williams hell i even say give it to terrell bernard and just figure it out but you got two third round picks and no answer at middle linebacker i think that's a little bit of a mismanagement there i hate to say it but it's true and again i love i love my team but i'm gonna call them out when it when when and i only it's only a small sample size but come on folks we knew what we knew what uh tyrell dotson was or is before the season started like we there was nothing that he was gonna do that was gonna impress us any kind of way at least me i don't know about y'all so middle linebacker's a problem um second team defense okay so there was a question earlier in the show by spin about you know trade candidates first of all let me let me let me throw some some love to boogie basham i'm gonna call you boogie today you're boogie because because usually i just call you carlos right you're just carlos basham because boogie is a special name you don't get nicknames when you don't ball but he balled so he's boogie today he he played well. Um, you know, he's a guy, he has the physical upside. I mean, he looks good. Like, you look at him as a player, you're like, yeah. Like, if you saw this guy get off the bus, you're like, okay, like, okay. I don't know if you guys played football, but, you know, you, you look at guys when they get off the bus. And he's not the most physically dominating looking player, but you're like, oh, yeah, that, that dude plays defensive end? Uh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, like, I'm watching him. He played like that yesterday. He played good, you know, got a sack, uh, played the run well. You, you, we, we never question the, the energy and the effort from this guy. Like, he always brings that to the table. But you can bring energy and effort all day, but if there's no production, like, you're Rudy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but what he did yesterday was commendable. And I think it's, it's time where we show him some love. The second team defensive line unit played really well. Let, let me throw, uh, you know, Tim Settle. We got to see the Penguin dance twice yesterday. Now, he got the the, the first sack, which was phenomenal. Uh, you know, I think he 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 had a good little little inside move there. You know, beat his guy, win sack quarterback. I felt like he could have, you know, where Boogie Basham got the sack. I feel like you know it was uh, Tim Settle's pressure where you know caused boogie to get that sack so i you know i i thought i i honestly thought until i looked at the box score i thought okay well tim settle had a sack and a half i thought they at least give him the half a sack but no they gave it to boogie and i'm okay with that but 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 i say all that to say the defensive line first team defensive line looked good ed oliver is playing with his you know like his with his hair on fire i think they need to clean up some of those dumb penalties right uh greg russo as i'm talking to you too you know i don't want to see those you know, those kind of penalties, you know, neutral zone, like stop. They played well. Oh, and by the way, that's without Von Miller, folks. Leonard Floyd looked good, too. He looked good while he was in there. This was like outside of the uh, the game against the the Rams, where I felt like the defensive line dominated, right? They dominated that game. I felt like in this game, this was another game where 
the defensive line, they played really well. And I want to see, I want to see the defensive line be able to do that because, like we talked about, you got to look at it as, you know, doing your 111th. But if if you can get solid production, consistent solid production from your defensive line, it's going to make things a lot easier for guys like uh Terrell Bernard and 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 Tyrell Dotson. It's gonna make things a lot easier, right? So we need consistent play from the D-line just in general to, to try to help mask what's behind on that second level. Not Matt Milano, but who's playing next to him. Whoever's playing next to him, whether that's, you know, you're talking about Terrell Bernard. If they give a shot to Dorian Williams moving forward, I would like, I prefer Dorian Williams. Just let's see what he can do and let's just let him figure it out. But you're going to need that defensive line to play well. So Tim Settle looked good. Uh, Puna Ford came in with a big play. Uh, I don't remember what uh, series it was, but it was you saw the Tim Settle sack, the Boogie Basham sack, and then you saw Puna Ford sniff out a screen or or, uh, sniff out another play and and three and out, and it was quick. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, we didn't even – I didn't – we didn't even get a chance to look at the linebackers. We didn't even get a chance to look at the secondary. Like, it was – yo, that's what I'm talking about. I know you can't see that all the time, but man, we didn't have enough of those kind of drives where the defensive line came in and they just put it to it, put it to bed. Like, I want to see more of that. I got to see more. We we got look. If the Bills want to get to where they want to go defensively, they want to get to the playoffs, and we don't have to worry about what what's the defense going to do. I feel like that's that's a theme for me. When I when we get to the playoffs, I'm like, okay, because the defense has failed us. What, what what's the defense going to do? I, I want to get to the playoffs and be like, what's the defense going to do? You see, you see, there's two polar opposite ways of saying that. What's the defense going to do? Or what's the defense going to do today? Like that's how I want to see this defensive line. And I think, look, we've talked about this for three years. Oh man, this is the best defensive line Brandon Beans put together. Last year, oh, this is the best defensive line, you know, that Brandon Beans put together. And this year we're saying the same thing. This is the best defensive line that the Bills have put together. Can they put it together and cause and wreak havoc on these quarterbacks? Now, you, I'm going on a tangent right now, and maybe I'm speaking out of passion, but I need to see this defense dominate. Great. You were, statistically, we're great. But, man, I want to see, I want to see us dominate one of these top quarterbacks in the league. That's what I want to see. I know we held Patrick Mahomes at 20 points, okay? Can we can we do that some more? But it be the catalyst be the defensive line. And then realize that we have uh you know Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, you know, this may be the last year for them uh together or we might get two more years, I don't know, but man, we're wasting I feel like in in some regards we're wasting the the talent of that that back you know, that back four, because we're just playing musical chairs on the defensive line. Like, we got to get solid production. So we we look at guys like A.J. Epinesa, right, who who got six and a half sacks last year. Okay, so can can I get Epinesa to eight and a half sacks? Can I get Rousseau to uh, 10? Miller's going to get, if he plays the whole season, he was going to get, I think, 14 or 15 sacks on the season if he played the whole season. Can Leonard Floyd get not his? I need Leonard Floyd to come in and get his nine. Can he come in and get his nine? And then can Ed Oliver give me five? 
You know what I'm saying? And then we'll have a few here and there. Taron Johnson will get two sacks, and Taylor Rapp will get one. Poirier will get one, right? Like, I, we need these guys, especially the defensive lineup, to produce. Now, if Ed Oliver can get more than five, that, that would be ideal, right? We paid, they paid him that contract. You know, he's, I think he's the 13th best, best defensive tackle in the league. I thought they paid him accordingly. But, man, we sometimes we see Ed Oliver be dominant, and then we see Ed Oliver just not there. Right. So Daquan Jones, we didn't see him uh, this on, on Saturday getting Daquan Jones back in there. Um, we, we know what da- Daquan Jones is going to. He's your he's your perfect. You know, he, he's going to take a two gap. He's a guy, you know, even showed you a little bit of pass rush last year, which was really nice. Uh, I don't even go back and watch the film, but the guy showed that he can rush the pass a little bit. He can hurry the passer. I thought that was great. I thought that was really good. So if we can get all these guys to 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 um to ball out that would be great that would be that's like the missing piece oh and by the way you have one of the top quarterbacks in the league and josh allen not to mention a thousand uh, a soon-to-be thousand-yard rusher and james cook a potential thousand-yard receiver and gabe davis i yeah yeah i know i know but look he played if he'd have played the full season last year he would he would have got a thousand yards folks that's not crazy to think and I, we're not even talking about Dalton Kincaid's production. I already told you guys what I thought about Dalton Kincaid and what I think he could do in this offense. So I say all that to say you have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I'm not being down on the team where, you know, yeah, they didn't play well in the playoffs, right? And there was a lot of external factors that that came into that. And I want to see a year where hopefully, knock on wood, there's not many injuries. And these guys can just play. Oh, and by the way, Sean McDermott. Look, I was impressed with what Sean McDermott was calling yesterday. In preseason, my man was calling blitzes. Like, this ain't the same defense that Leslie Frazier was throwing out there. My man McDermott was, I was like, yo, is that Jim Johnson? (laughs) Whoa, like, he is calling pressure. And he ain't just the lineman. There was a lot of simulated uh, simulated pressures. There was some of that in there. And preseason, so I'm like, okay, if this is preseason, I mean, I know he's not throwing the kitchen sink at this guy, but if he's doing that in preseason, you know, let's see how it manifests in week one against the Jets. Now, Aaron Rodgers is great at the blitz, and I'm not, we're not doing a preview right now, but, man, I, it makes you excited for, for what this defense could be. It, it looked like a different defense, and, and just think. This is supposed to be vanilla at this time of year. So the fact that McDermott is, uh, you know, that whole thing, we we heard whisperings of it. We've seen it when he was with uh, the Eagles, right? We saw it when he was with Carolina. These boys are aggressive. And I'd rather you be aggressive and get burned than just be playing, you know, seven, eight, ten yards off the line of scrimmage for cornerbacks and, and then don't break and, you know, and just never really, like, Make an offense work. Make them work. You know, anytime you you pressure quarterback, this you should see the splits. I don't care who you are. It's it's gonna go down some because there's pressure. But you know how you mix those pressures in on a given day. I think that matters. So, um, speaking of you know this week, um, you know the Bills are gonna play the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. I'm excited to see what that looks like. 
DeMar Hamlin will be going home. So, you know, DeMar Hamlin went to the University of Pittsburgh, right? So you're like, I don't know if you guys know this, but the University of Pittsburgh and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they like share a facility, right? Like they, they share a field or whatever. Like it's, they share it. So, you know, the, the University of Pittsburgh players go work out at the Steelers facility. So that you know they they very familiar. So Demar Hamlin gets to to be home, and and we're gonna see what what he can do at home. I'm sure there's gonna be a standing ovation for the guy. It's gonna be pretty cool. But uh, a couple of things I'm looking for in this game. I want to see, um, I want to see Osiris Torrance again. Like here's the deal. So we saw him play a lot for, with the first team this past Saturday. So if he can get that same opportunity and do if look. I think he can have this right guard position sewed up, sewed up. If he comes out and he plays the way he did yesterday, if he can play that way on Saturday this weekend, I believe the game is on Saturday. Um, if I'm wrong, uh, correct me. But um, listen, I'm look. I'm looking at Osiris Torrance. I, can we get Dalton Kincaid involved in the offense? I want to. I want to see him catch a pass. I want to see him run some routes. That would be great to see. Um, I want to see how the middle linebacker, whoever's playing middle, maybe can can Tyrell Dotson improve because yesterday wasn't good. Can 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 we improve there? Can we fill the right gaps and go, get downhill, make a play? I'm not saying an interception. I'm talking just get, be where you're supposed to be schematically and make a play. I want to see that. I don't want to see Matt Milano out there. Leave him on the sideline. I don't want to see him at all. I don't want to see him. Um, you know, I want to see, you know, I don't know if you guys remember this, and I'm closing the show. We're getting right to the end, and I'm almost done. But I want I want you guys to, 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 to look at something real quick. I don't know if you guys remember the Steelers game last year where they had um, George Pickens, because I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, – uh, Tyree Elam was in that game. He started, he played, and George Pickens ate him up, ate him up. I want to see put Tyree Elam back on George Pickens, and let's see, let's see how much improvement. Like, I want to see him rise to the occasion. That's what I want to see. So those are the three things I want to see. I want to see Kyrie Elam versus uh, George Pickens. I want to see what happens with this middle linebacker position. And I think hot take, if you call it what you want, but I think Osiris Torrance wins the right guard job this weekend with stellar play again. All right, folks. Well, thank you again for uh, being a part of the show. That's my, that's my brother right there. Jay Spence, the King. Hey, he, hey, make sure you guys give him a shout out uh, cuz he he makes a lot of this all this on the vidcast part of buffalo rumblings happen he makes a lot of this happen give him some love all of our guys at buffalo rumblings we got two shows every single day of the week make sure you are tuned in and you're locked in the buffalo rumblings man uh, we're going to be here all season long you know we got so much going on we got that heat we got that fire Make sure you uh, stay locked and loaded. Give this show a like. This is Intentional Grounding. Give my show a like. Leave a review on um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're listening to this on YouTube, give me a like. I will respond. But uh, I just want to tell you guys, man, live in peace. Don't stress yourself out. 
things really don't matter that don't matter keep your relationship strong and go bills we out of here